0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 882, which is brought to you by Stamps.com. Don't go to the post office for crap's sake. It's just going to upset you. All the waiting and the lines and the parking and the parking lines. So buy and print official U.S. postage, any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. Uh, you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage in a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in NERDIST. That's Stamps.com under the promo code NERDIST. Never go to the post office again. Hey, how about some uh, Nerdist community corkboard business? Uh, Jordan writes, I am in the Minneapolis area looking to either form or join a DD and d group. I figured the corkboard would be the perfect place to go. I have a changeling wizard slash bard. Uh, in parentheses, comedian, who is on a quest to defeat the Dark Lord. If you have any interest, please email me, jordan.rich0913 at gmail.com. And I guess it's implied that uh, murderers should not inquire. Just uh, really just, let's just have this guy get into a safe, friendly D&D group. That would be fantastic. Uh, Erica Case writes... Hi, I'm Erica Case, along with my 80 year old musician grandmother. We do a music themed podcast based out of Nashville, Tennessee, where we have monthly episodes with musical guests and interview them, as well as doing corresponding cover songs for each show. This sounds fantastic. We've had notable guests like CJ Ramone of the Ramones. Check us out, Bess and Erica Hour dot Podbean dot com. That is amazing and so exciting. And what a great way to bond with your grandmother. Oh, man, I am. Now I got to. Now I'm going to check that out. Now that I've said it, I'm going to check it out. And hopefully you guys will come to a show the next time I perform in Nashville. And this one's from Katie Levine. And she writes, I know I brought this up recently. That's fine. Uh, But I keep seeing desperate posts on social media about it. Uh, And then a frowny emoticon. She says, 4th of July weekend is the busiest time of year for shelters because they get a lot of runaway animals scared of fireworks. Uh, Lots of shelters are already full desperately seeking fosters here in la city shelters have the four days four lives event where you can foster an animal for four days and shelters all around the country need help too if you're able to foster for a few days please visit or call your local shelter this episode is trey parker you know trey parker creator of south park book of mormon team america Uh, Along with Matt Stone. Matt was not on this episode of the podcast. Matt is uh, on the East Coast, I believe. He does not live in Los Angeles for most of the year when South Park is uh, not in production. Trey is in Despicable Me. He plays the villain in Despicable Me. Uh, I saw the first chunk of the movie, and it's great. Uh, Chris, why did you only watch the first chunk of the movie? Well, I explained that in the podcast. I went to Illumination uh, to meet with uh, a nice gentleman over there by the name of Brett. And he showed me the first few minutes of the movie. And then uh, I had to go do my festival and do At Midnight stuff. So I did not see the whole movie while I was at Illumination. But what I saw looked fantastic. And uh, and Trey's always been really, really sweet. Really nice to me. Good guy. He uh, he and Matt were on... I was actually moderated their podcast panel last year at San, San Diego Comic-Con. I was going to put that out as a podcast. The only recording we were able to get did not sound... Good. It was an external microphone, so it was very echoey and Hall I explained this on the podcast, so you just sat through it twice. Uh potentially, unless you're fast forwarding through this, which you probably are, because boy do I go on. I am a gabber. But uh uh Trey's great and I went with Katie and I went down to South Park Studios. And got to do the podcast there. And all over the conference when we were in were just storyboards and scenes from the new uh, South Park game, The Fractured Butthole. Which I'm also incredibly excited about. But Despicable Me is in theaters Friday, June 30th. So go check that out. This episode of the podcast also brought to you by MeUndies. Which, let's see. Yep, got them on right now. They are hugging my... Man baggage, and I I have to say, I am very particular about this because uh, chafing is no fun for anybody because it happens and you don't enjoy it, and then your significant other does not enjoy, certainly does not enjoy hearing about it. But me, these are the softest, most comfortable underwear you will ever wear. Period, and I was a longtime customer of MeUndies before they became a sponsor on the Nerdist podcast. So I am very happy that they are now a sponsor on the podcast. Every pair is sustainably sourced, made from micromodal, a fabric that is three times softer than cotton. And if you're used to buying boring underwear, MeUndies will change everything. They have limited edition patterns each month that always sell out. And um, this month's patterns were designed by the legendary '80s clothing brand Cross Colors which I bought a ton of stuff in college. Oh my God, I had so much cross-color stuff. You have to see them for yourself right now. Save 20% on your first pair. Receive free shipping only at meandies.com slash Nerdist. There's a reason meandies has sold over 5 million pairs to date. Uh, you will feel it when you put them on. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they are free. Get 20% off your first pair, plus free shipping at meandies.com slash Nerdist. That is meandies.com slash Nerdist. Here's the nerds podcast number 882 with Trey Parker. for letting us come here. are you? What are you recording today? It's
1: a video
0: game. Yeah, Katie was saying um, Stick of Truth is the only video game she's ever played. Really? And her boyfriend, she said she played almost the entire game without modding her weapons. And her boyfriend was like, you know you can mod your weapons. And she was like, oh, this makes this so much better. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot more
1: modding in this one.
0: Yeah, when I, last time I was here, Matt was showing me um, some of the stuff, yeah. and it's just like the combat system was yeah, it's better. was incredible. Yeah, we're just in that
1: typical, you know, what would be a Tuesday on South Park. We're just in that like crunch now where
0: it's just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's a video game. That's kind of... yeah. I was actually just at Illumination. Oh really? Um, I was meeting with Brett, and uh, he showed me the first chunk of Despicable Me Three. Yeah, and it's fucking great.
1: Well, you've seen more of it than
0: I have. It, well, just know that it's great because <laughs> right. the opening scene is you. Is you? Yeah, but the opening scene is the trailer,
1: basically, right? Isn't it? The whole heist with the
0: yeah, kind of the heist, but it's like the full. But it's a full on music video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at the top. Um, is it weird for you to work on someone else's? The like, guy said, "Did you just hire yeah. Matt, or did, did you just hire Trey, or did he write the thing?" And he goes, "No, no, we just hired him as an actor."
1: I know, and it's funny because everyone, if, if I'm involved with something, people assume I'm writing it too, <laughs> which is probably because people know I'm a control freak. But I. Uh, <laughs> But that was my thing. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't want to read it. I don't want to, you know, and I had them pitch it to me and explain what was going on in scenes and stuff like that. But I didn't, you know, as soon as it was like, oh, and then you're doing this, and you're doing this. And I was like, would it, wouldn't it be cool if I was, and I was just like, no, nope, no, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I would have dri- driven them crazy too. So it really was just, you know, like I told them, the first time that I went in to the booth, and read their lines and then they said okay thank you and I went what should I do today (laughs) like was the craziest feeling instead of because usually to me that's the beginning you record the lines and then your brain starts working going okay what if that worked what if it didn't how do we rewrite how do we start getting this thing and for me to just like record and then go to the park with my daughter was like it's like, man, what a life! Yeah, this that is was amazing.
0: That was your version of Katie modding the weapons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could do that, yeah, you could do that. What? Yeah, totally. No, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to shit blood for like <laughs> yeah. five days. Yeah, what? I'm supposed to
1: want to kill myself.
0: <laughs> we did this. I had, the, I had a really great chat with you guys at Comic Con, and I wanted to put it out as a podcast. And they go, sure, so they sent us the audio and it was all recorded on external mics.
1: Oh, And really? so the
0: entire thing was like so 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 what what wide like and it was all completely audio-wise unusable because it just there was a mic like in the back of the room. Oh, oh. So you were just hearing the sound bounce against yeah. the four corners <laughs> yeah. of this airplane hangar of a room, but that was really fun. Are you guys going this year?
1: No, hell no.
0: We <laughs> we go if we have to, but you know. I
1: mean, and I actually love it. It was fun. The last Comic-Con, I just I just went down and walked around the floor. You know, it was great because I, I mean, I'm into that shit. That's me. You know, yes. those are my people. But, um, but even for me, I mean, it's just, it's just gotten so big and it's so
0: overwhelming. You know, can you walk the floor without getting harassed? Too much? Yeah.
1: If you walk around and don't act like, you know, it was pretty funny because Matt was walking around with like two bodyguards and a baseball hat and sunglasses <laughs> and i'm like well people are gonna go who the fuck is that you know for me i was just like i just walked around the fun. people would you know just bump into me and whatever it was yeah fine, you know so uh but it, when's the game come out well i think it's supposed to come out in october <laughs> it was actually supposed to come out last christmas which i knew we weren't gonna make but um it's now supposed to be october which means we've got to be done here in a few weeks because it's a big process it goes through you know it's not like a show where we can finish it throw it up on the
0: air right it's
1: a lot of stuff to do so um so we're in the weeds right now for sure
0: how does i I, i'm i take i'm guessing that does anything ever feel finished to you no (laughs) i didn't think so (laughs) ever ever
1: i've never had one south park where i'm like okay it's good (laughs) it's always like how much how many more how much more minutes do i have how many more minutes do
0: i have And, and then i hand it off going oh god i could have made it so much better every single time I mean, I wonder if it – because it is the perfect – this is the perfect kind of show business thing to get, which is you have your own thing. You've been able to do it for a long time. No one tells you how to do it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want within reason, I guess. But but I imagine the stress of that too – like I, I, my stomach kind of knots up thinking about like, oh, fuck, if you could do anything, but then you have this limited amount of time. Well, yeah. For the show, that's
1: true. The show it's actually – the biggest curse is, okay, we can do anything. It actually starts to help the more we have. By Sunday, it's like, okay, well, we have this, and we can't cut it. So you're, you start to, you're, you know, you get more limited and limited as you go. Right. The interesting thing with, like, a video game is you're working with another company. And, of course, with a video game, we're working. We have meetings on, you know, video where we're here at South Park, and we're meeting with Ubisoft in San Francisco, a team in Norway, a team in Japan, and we're all trying to, like, get this joke across. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? And it's just, like, it's, it's, it's tough. Man. How do I explain the cultural humor in, in a, yeah. a way that...
1: Yeah, and you've got all these gamers going, well, no, 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 then you should go over and pick up the thing. I'm like, no, 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 it's funnier if you don't know where it is. And things like that, that they're just, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, Things yeah, yeah. they know that we don't get and things we know that they well, don't get. because they're all get, thinking so... game mechanics. Exactly. And you're like, oh, I'm
0: comedy. Yeah, has yeah, yeah. be funny. Yeah. yeah.
1: No one's, no one's going to buy this game for the sweet game mechanics. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think you know, Stick of Truth did such an amazing job of the thing that I think people always wanted, which was playing in their cartoon, like playing yeah. in their favorite show, and actually not having that because uh, you know, you and I probably grew up around the same time, so I was like, well, it sort of looks like ET, yeah, but it's not real, I yeah, mean, yeah, like... yeah. But that feeling too of, I mean, I just I grew up loving RPGs, and I grew up
1: loving Ultima and. You know, Mother was one that I really loved because Mother was this little RPG where you were a kid and it started in your backyard and this UFO land and it just felt like, oh, I'm a kid running around and doing my thing and, and, oh, I'm going to fight this rat. You know, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm this huge death demon knight and I'm fighting this giant. You know, things were very grounded, which I like. And um, so apart from just being like, oh, I like, you know, something where I can walk around the show, I also just like RPGs where I can... uh, you know, I can. It can be a little bit real, and I can be a kid playing a game. Right, right. You know, because it's something we all want to do again: is go play out in the
0: street. I would imagine you—you you must have been a D and D guy then. Oh, totally. Yeah, Still yeah, am. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. How often do you guys get to play?
1: Um, not as much as I'd want, but you know, I, I always end up being the DM because I guess I'm the better storyteller. but um, <laughs> that, I would love to not always have to be the DM, but but you know, that's it's funny because being doing a video game is being a DM in mm-hmm. a huge way. It's trying to kind of. Try to sort of second guess what the player's gonna do, but also leaving it open that if they don't do that, you've got options and they can do it their way. And, you know, having lulls and then big moments of excitement and lulls, you know. And so it's it's, it's funny how it is very similar to being a DM.
0: Yeah, but the, but I, there are definitely people who are just cut, who are, who are really cut out to be DMs. And then if you're not, you shouldn't do it. Because yeah. it, it's not. I don't think that part's fun because I just want to play. Yeah, I don't want to have to control everything and then look behind the tower of like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, yeah. With yeah. This
1: well, and I'm also very much a DM that is, you know, I want everyone to just have a good time. And yeah, I want everyone to win. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm always gonna improvise to make things go their way a little more and not <laughs> let them know. Right.
0: You know what I mean? So things like that. That's very. It's that's very, sweet though. That's very sweet. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's all about especially when you're. You know, I have a stepson who's. 16 now, and he started playing. I introduced him to it when he was 12, and he was so into video games, couldn't get him away from video games. But after like six months of D and D, he would drop any video game to sit and play D and D in the living room, which was well, amazing. Well, it
0: actually, I mean, it does the thing which network gaming does, which is it connects you to people. Yeah. But it actually connects you to people, and you have to learn to work together. Yeah. You have yeah. to learn to improvise.
1: Well, and the fact that anything's possible. Yeah, you know? yeah. and it's just like you know. He would be like, okay, so I'm, I want to hang out with that girl for a while. I'm like, okay, you hang out with the girl for a while. Like, <laughs> roll for charisma, you know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I uh, RPGs were always my have always been my favorite game, but I find that they're harder and harder to play because I, I was able to play Zelda because of the Switch, Yeah. because I can take it everywhere, yes. But for the most part, there's some like I sat down to play Witcher a, a couple years ago, or I guess yeah, maybe like a year and a half ago, and I played for like three hours, and I was like, why well, don't I don't have know. any
1: time anymore. Like that was it. Well, and there's certain things about those games. Like The Witcher really bugged me because, first of all, first of all, there's a big move, to- and I can see why. Because, trust me, it's even ha- it happens with both our games too. It's just so hard. A lot of these games become what I call cutscene hunter.
0: Right, Where it's right,
1: basically right. like there's a cutscene and then you walk over here and another cutscene starts. Yeah. And then you go over and you press X on this and another cutscene starts. And it's just like, I, and that's why I, it's always, I'm using the term cutscene. I'm like, do not let this become cutscene hunter because it's not. It's supposed to be a game, you know? And, 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 but it's also what I really, my big pet peeve in RPGs is when. My character speaks for me mm-hmm. And in The Witcher It was a real problem Because that guy's always Just like you know Like there's got to be Something up in that tree <laughs> And I'm like That's not what I sound like <laughs> That's not what I would say That's not you know And especially those Dialogue trees That's like mm-hmm. you know Okay do I say Hey you better get out of here Or hey Why don't you leave Or hey And it's like Those are all the same thing <laughs> They're kind of the And same I don't want to say Any of those With
0: slightly different Tonal di- Yeah, yeah th- those, those The games where you're Choosing Where you're essentially Choosing your alignment Along yeah. the way I'm not, I don't love because no. I always feel like, did I pick the wrong thing? Am I not going to get yeah, a good ending? based on I grammar. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? And it's like, it's not really. Ba- and that's
1: why for the, I did it for the stick of truth and I really wanted it in this game too, is that, like Zelda, because I love Zelda. And one thing I love about Zelda is, um, uh, about Link, is that he doesn't talk. That's right. And so because he doesn't talk, your what you think and what you think you would say is what comes out in Mm -hmm. the character, you know? And so that was always really important to me and I just made it a thing and stick a truth that's like, the character doesn't talk, you know? And it it makes it, a lot of times it makes it way harder to write, you know, because you can't, you know, you got to interact with people in a different way. But to me, that makes it a lot cooler. I want to, it's like going to theater. I want to fill the blanks in myself.
0: Did you play Breath of the Wild at all?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played it hours, you know? And I finally, you know... I, I, I don't know how much of it I completed, but I really appreciate, you know, there's, just, there's two kinds of gamers though, that's the thing, is that there's still, and I, I know this because I'm a huge board game player, and I have like two board game nights a week, I'm huge into board games, aside from D&D, that's, um, you know, that that basically, there's the kind of players that no matter what, especially with like a Euro game, to them it's blue chips and red chips and green chips and I'm going to get more blue chips and I can trade in my red chips for this. Right. And for other people, it's no, we're in a mansion <laughs> and and the, yes, the green chips are ghosts, but those ghosts are coming in, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. there's the people that just really get into the theme of things right? and people that really get into the mechanics of things. And it's funny because like my wife and I play a lot of board games and we are on completely we, we played a game. For instance, there's a game called uh, Elder Sign, which is. Really a dice rolling game it almost, It's almost Yahtzee Basically you're rolling dice and you're picking dice to keep and it, But they depend on Did you fight the monster, did you sneak by the monster Did you do this, is your health low And you're going into things And we probably played that game for Six months before I was like, well, you know, it's another Lovecraft monster. She's like, what's Lovecraft? And I'm like, this is a whole HP Lovecraft <laughs> game that we've been playing. And she, but she doesn't care. To her, it's just there's the yellow dice and there's red dice and there's these dice, and and we're both having fun. But to me, I'm sneaking around a mansion fighting monsters. And to her, she's just purely, oh, those go together. Those don't. These, are, you know. Well, that's, like, that's
0: that's that's the perfect kind of game. I mean, I was able to get my wife. I think I played. I think I played Breath of the Wild. It. I'm definitely over 200 hours. Yeah. But I. The only thing I haven't. It's, I just haven't run around and collected 900 Koroks, but everything yeah. else I did. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so my wife saw me, I had gotten her addicted to 3DS, and so she was playing, She saw me playing Switch, and she was like, oh, I'm going to get one of those, and then yeah. she started playing Zelda, so now she's going through all the, wait, how do I get into this Divine Beast? And I'm like, yeah. I, don't, yeah. it was, I don't, that remember, was 100 hours ago, I don't remember, Yeah, I don't know.
1: But uh, did you go to E3? No. Again, I don't have to. I had to last year. <laughs> this year they this year they had game to show so they they actually brought a level. Yeah. So that that was the star. You know, when it, when it was all theoretical, we had to be the star and talk about stuff, but now they've got things to show. So
0: I mean, it is a I think it is gaming is bra- a brave water to wade into, especially if you care a lot about it. Yeah. Because Listen, you know, gamers are very opinionated. Yeah. Then they will let you know how opinionated they are. I mean, I am sure you're no stranger to having people go, Fuck you, how can you say this or how can yeah, you do that? Yeah. But something you know, but gaming is such an integral part of so many of our identities. Yeah. That if something is and now of course we're conditioned that if something isn't hundred percent the way that we envision it should be, then we flip the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Um so
1: But I also know, you know, I, I have again like <laughs> My board game collection is probably, like, 120 games mm-hmm. that I have in this shelf. And depending on who comes over, I can go, oh, okay, we're playing this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's so many different... Per, games and personalities go together. So once you figure that out... And that's why, to me, trying to make a game that appeals to everyone is just impossible. Right. And... And... Uh, you know that and and in fact the way that what Matt and I Matt and I are very different gamers Matt's not even really a big RPG player he's a he's a shooter he's a first person shooter Got he it. wants to go in be told what to do and go mow down as many guys as possible <laughs> And I hate being held by the hand. I, I want it to be more like Zelda, where I'm like, what's behind there? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if I keep going down this valley? And even if that, you know, to Matt, if it's like, I want to keep going down this valley, and it's like, oh, there was nothing there. He'd be like, what the fuck did I just spend all that time doing that? for?" And to me, it's like, oh, there's nothing there. I got to go back
0: the other way. I know. You know, I think I spent, uh, I played Skyrim for about a year and a half, and I spent the last few months just fucking running errands. Because I just wanted <laughs> yeah, to totally. run around. I was like well, I guess this I guess this house needs cabbages in it, so I'll just fill this house with cabbages <laughs> and and, or, and adopt a kid and just put a kid in this house. Uh, but I think you guys, though, really, it almost seems like you sort of pioneered the fan driven entertainment idea of oh, these guys are just fans of the stuff that they're making. There was no yeah. You know, it was no, like oh, they that's... wanted to make this. And so they made this because their fans like you're in the demographic of the stuff you're making, yeah. which is
1: no. And that was part of why, you know, it was like we Matt and I were both really gamers before anything. You know what I mean? So um, we we learned we had learned the lesson from the show of like, look, nothing else matters except that we do what we think is funny. And maybe that demographic will change, and get, and and maybe we'll start losing people. But if it's not funny does and it's just not sincere, and it's not like, well, this is what people thinks funny right now, so let's right. do it. It's the same thing, you know. It's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna make a game that I would want to play. You know what I mean? And 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 that's you know. And of course, it never turns out exactly the way you want. But um, that's at least where you got to start. Right. You know what I mean? Because as soon as you're, you know, making some, well, this is what people like. I guess I'll make that. Then it's just like you might as well not even do it.
0: Yeah. Know? And now. Uh... Now that the South Park seasons are really taking these like cinematic arcs, yeah, uh, was that a conscious decision in the terms of like, well, we've done a lot of standalone episodes, but now you know, let's let's really kind of create like it, a miniseries. It was
1: totally accident. It happened. It started like three seasons ago. We kind of just started crossing some things over and carrying some things over, and then we did the big PC Principal season that we kind of really start. You know, we at first we were like, oh man, all these shows are have to do with. PC stuff we've got right. to get off of it but then we're like why we're like well if there's that much material let's just fucking do it you know and so so we kept basically um we kind of kept at it and we kept things hanging over and and people kind of liked it so that then we finally said all right let's just go all out let's actually do a serialized season where we kind of map it out and mm-hmm. know where we're headed and it was like the biggest disaster for us just production wise we're just not that show You know what I mean? And it's like we, and I'm not that kind of person. I need to walk into South Park on Thursday morning and go, what are we doing? Right. You know what I mean? And for me to walk in on Thursday and go, okay, let's see, this is left hanging here. This is doing here. This is doing, it became, it really became a nightmare. I I really didn't like it. Whereas doing it a little bit where it's like, okay, let's do something totally new. Oh, we could bring in that thing from last week. That's fine but um i think we're going to go back more to that
0: you're going to go back more to that cuz cuz this last season had a, an incredible arc yeah there's you know there's trolling and there's the yeah. election and yeah uh,
1: and trying to make that parallel and everything between trolls and trump and us you know and just comedy in general and um you know it was all interesting stuff it's just that you know it probably would have been better to do something like that over a year you know like having more than eight weeks to do it in because
0: shit changed so fast yeah that's the crazy thing is that you're doing an arc but you don't know what's how reality is gonna play yeah. out so you have to like keep this no, arc I, running I, in the I background I can tell
1: you how many times in that we had this really funny scene and we're like okay whatever it is this is a really funny scene and then we would wake up the next morning and it's like Trump actually just went and did that <laughs> and it's like we can't it's not, we can't, it's we can't not parody this. anymore it's not even like you can't make fun of it you yeah. know what I mean like so it just sort of became more of a, uh, you know, of, of, of trying to, to make the parallels between trolling and everything like that. But again, I think that given more time, we could have been more precise. But, uh, you know, so I also miss, I, I do, you know, it's, and, and especially last season was a, was a bitch. The, but the season before that was pretty cool and fun with the PC principal stuff. But even in that, I like, I miss... Cartman dressing up like a robot and farting on butters. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's like, I want to get back to that shit.
0: And especially just
1: because now everything you turn on in any kind of comedy, it's like, okay, how are they making fun of Trump? What are they doing to rip on Trump? And it's I know, like, I know I'm, in the same way that I'm just sick of it being the headline every day, like,
0: it's fatigue, there's
1: other shit in the world going on. And yeah, I get it. Everyone's, you know, freaked out, but it's just like other shit's happening. You know, the life is happening still. And, yep. and, and that's what, you know. We'll see. You know, I really want to just get back to, to those things with the boys and, and hopefully have it be a nice break for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, we a few weeks ago we had a meeting on, on At Midnight where I said, you know, I just don't – unless he does something – unless something really crazy happens, I just can't – I just don't want it to be the default setting because it is everywhere. And I think people in general are fatigued by yeah. it. And the media – i mean it's this parasitic nature of the media sort of being like oh this is we're gonna get clicks if we talk about yeah. this because it enrages people and they're passionate on both sides uh and i guess i just feel like you know it'd be nice if our show was a little bit of a break like if you want that cool for you there's a billion other places yeah. where you can see it but i'm just i'm just i'm tired of saying it out loud i'm, yeah. I'm tired of talking yeah, about I know, it no
1: and it's like you know like saying trump is outrageous is just like yeah that's He's not even going to argue with you. Like, that's not, there's no, there's so many other things in the world that are outrageous right now yes. that, that, that don't think they're outrageous. Yeah. And, you
0: know, and it's just like, it's, you know, that's why I'm just over it. Well, when uh, my wife, who's also a massive fan of the show and I, you, you guys were very generous and let us come, I mean, it was, I don't know, at the end of the past season. Yeah. It was like right in the middle. Later. It was in the middle. And so you, but it was when you were recording the, it was that Bill Hicks moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He's like, oh, where'd I lose you? Yeah, yeah. Like, that yeah. was such a fucking great reference. And yeah. I had to, exp- you know, my, my wife didn't, like, she's, I imagine, similar, she, she just doesn't know a lot of people and things. So, yeah, like, because yeah. like, she's a little bit, she's 10 years younger, so, 12 years younger, so she wouldn't know Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah. So I had to explain to her, like, oh, he was this guy, this yeah. amazing comedian, <laughs> yeah. and he often would fight with the audience and, yeah. and perform this really subversive stuff to to the audience he yeah. was ripping on. And uh, But that was such a fucking great That was such a great moment to, to throw in Was yeah. that Do you Like with something like that Is that a very in the moment thing Or do you go Oh it'd be fun to give him This kind of a character arc
1: No it was really it was. At that point it was watching It was right when the um, What was the thing he said uh, Grab her pussy Yeah It was the grab her pussy moment and we were all sitting around talking about that and watching all these outraged people going, can you believe he said that? And we were like, where did he lose you? <laughs> it's like, really? That was it? Like, like the, that's your line? Like, because it was just like all this shit. It had. He said all these horrible things. And in a way, it was like, you know, the people that are going, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. It was like. You can't believe he said that, but you were okay. <laughs> Which we ended up just putting into the show, you know, with, like, all the Mexicans go home and all right. that. You were okay with that. that right. didn't, but but Grabber in the Pussy was where he lost you. Right, that you was You know, lying. and it was just like, we were just, that, it literally came out of just, and we were saying, it's, you know, it, 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 it sounded like a Bill Hicks, Andrew Dice Clay thing of just like, you know, oh, oh it was, oh, it was that, Dice. Well, it was both, you know, they have both done it, you know, but Dice was the big one. It was the great, I think it was The Day the Laughter Died. And there was just this great moment where Dice is just up there, and people are not laughing. It was right when people were starting to turn on him. And he's just doing his act. You know, and people forgot it was an act. He's playing a character. Right. It's like me going up and being Cartman. You know what right. I mean? It's like he was, <laughs> he was going up and being a character. And people were just over it, not laughing. But he just kept going, and he kept going. And he finally said something. this woman was leaving. He's like, where are you going, sweetheart? <laughs> And she's just he's like, Oh, where did I lose you? <laughs> and he starts because he had been going on for an hour. And he's like, Oh, that was the thing, huh? You know, and it was just like, it was just totally how we felt about Trump. It was just like, you're gonna be outraged now. You know what I mean? So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I was I, I was confusing it with the moment, there's a great clip of Bill Hicks. I mean, it's a fun, uncomfortable thing to watch, but he's in a club and this and he's talking about something, and this woman just goes, You suck. And it's just the the, the insipid nature of that heckle yeah. just unhinged him. Yeah, he was I mean, like, get, you piece of shit, you yeah. drunk piece of shit, get <laughs> the fuck out of here, you fucking yeah. And he just, it's it's clear he goes into this mode where it's like, oh yeah, I don't think he's, he's not in control of that anymore. He's just, yeah. all the rage that he feels about the people that he's performing for have just been fire hosed at this. And yeah. and it and, and then he just stops and he was like, <laughs> how are you going to get out of this one, Bill? Yeah. Like he just <laughs> it's like yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. backpedal out
1: of that? No, and it's you know, it's it's, it's a common thing, but it was just like that it was watching it was also what we were saying. It was like Trump's and what was interesting was Trump's thing were, were starting to become comedy routines. They really were. He the more he was out there, you know, campaigning, the more it started to feel like getting a bunch of people to laugh and being like, "Yeah, fuck them too," right? right. Yeah. You know, it just it started to feel like there was a lot of laughing, there was him trying to make jokes, and then you saw Obama kind of reacting to it. All almost he started to act like Chris Rock, going, <laughs> "Trump's out there saying da 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 you know, and you're just like, "What the fuck is happening? Like politics is just becoming stand-up comedy." it just becoming you know? and that's and where it's comics. just, you know, it's like if if, you know, if the president's going to be a stand-up comic, then let him do his thing, you know, it's like, it's it's hard, you know, you don't do a lot of comedies ripping on other stand-up comics, because it's, comedy ripping on comedy just usually isn't very funny. Yeah, yeah. And so but, that's the reason we're, you know, not, I'm not saying we're going to avoid it, but the reason that it just doesn't sound fun is because it's, comedy ripping on comedy is usually not that funny.
0: Well, yeah, and also, it's, I'm sure there's probably, um, trying to decide, you know, because I, I think South Park is one of the last pieces. You know, South Park, Rick and Morty, there's a couple shows that I think are just like the last pieces of safe social satire, and I don't mean safe in terms of how you approach comedy, but I mean in terms of you guys can get away with anything, and it's okay, and so I think you're one of the last real voices for actual satire without going, God, are people going to be upset if we say this? Yeah. Or is this going to... Because it doesn't really... Well, they, I
1: mean, that, that was really what that season with PC Principal was about, was we really were starting... The, the culture was changing and colleges were changing to the point that we thought, okay, this is coming. this It's coming. Eventually, one of these days now, we're going to get how dare they fucking did that and we're going to get run out of town. Right. What people don't realize is we've been waiting for that moment for 20 years. Like, we seriously thought that was going to happen 20 years ago. And then we did the South Park movie and we're like, okay, we're definitely That's getting it. run out of town. And we did Team American and we're like, okay, we are getting fucking run out of town. And so we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for it to happen. We all have backup plans. You know, it's like, I, we, we, we have other shit we can do. You know, and we have things we're good at and we have... You know, other we we are both still Colorado boys. You know, so it was always we're always waiting to like okay when we go back to Colorado. You know.
0: Yeah, but I think you you came in at the perfect time. It was just before you know just before internet had a really internet entertainment had a yeah. really wide adoption rate. There was no social media, and so you know ninety seven ninety eight. I think so. By the time if, if you were launching the show now, I think it would be tougher than before. Oh my god! No, because now people no just go. People go, hey, I this guy said this thing, and it, I'm really upset. And they go, oh, well, you know, and South Park did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's South Park. I know. That's yeah, the thing. Oh, but that's South we Park. Snuck
1: in this, we snuck in this pedigree. And if you look at those first six episodes where it was like the outrageous thing we did was we had a little boy have a gay dog. Right. And people were like, oh, my fucking God. Right? And it's just like it's G-rated now. It's like shit you see in a Disney movie. You know what I mean? So it's just like we, we snuck in there. And just slowly went, you know, like every week went, well, maybe we could say this now, you know, and it's like, there are lines we can point out and show We're like, dude, we said this, line. If any other
0: show said this line, <laughs> it'd be over, it'd be over, the show would be over. And those people would not work again yes. for a really long yes. time. I mean, that, I almost feel like that's when, when you look at the, I don't know how much time you spend internetting, but just seeing the outrage cycle yeah. where you go, fuck, I think we've done worse than that. It's crazy you know, that that I person, know. That, you know, I know.
1: But it, it is, it's it's but it's a brand. It's, it's almost the point. And people get that. You know, it's almost like you go to work and you're going to sound stupid if you go, man, I really got upset and offended by this thing I saw in South Park last like, night. Well, then
0: don't people watch be it. be like,
1: oh, cool. What was it? Let me go see it. You know, it's just, like, <laughs> so, it's just a different, you know, but again, it doesn't mean that we're not, we're still waiting for it. Right.
0: I mean, the fishing poles are in the car. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, people have come to understand that there is a, there is, kind of, I feel like there's kind of a really beautiful equality to what you guys do because you really will go after any anything, anybody equally. Well, and,
1: and the point, the whole point of it that we, we did know from the beginning is that at the heart of it, there's supposed to be these two boys trying to figure life out. Right. And, and, and the two main boys, Stan and Kyle are pretty much good kids. You right. know what I mean? They're good boys. They're not horrible people doing horrible things. They're, they're, they're good boys that are seeing all this shit. You know, it was all based on, from the first shows, it was all based on people ready to kill each other over an issue and cutting to the boys sitting there blinking their eyes and going, let's go get a sandwich. You know what I mean? And it was, and it was like, that's still what the, the heart of it is and and, and watching... Just as much as, you know, it's like, yeah, those people are evil that did that. Those people are horrible that did that. And it's like, yeah, well, you people on the other side are just as horrible and just as evil. Right. You know what I mean? That are that are getting that extreme. You know, it's all it's all making fun of extremism. You know, and, and people that think they're right. You That's a perfect I mean? way
0: to condense the show. It really yeah. is just about, it's satirizing extremism on all sides. Yeah, yeah. On all sides. You guys never did any... It was all cutouts in the beginning, yes. right? So there, there was never any... I collect cells. There's no cells, right? There's there no are cells. cells. There exactly. are from, yeah, from, I can show you. From there's, Spirit of Christmas or from... um,
1: I think Butters might have some, the animation director. I think he might have some from Spirit of Christmas, but we definitely have all the cells from the pilot episode that was all done on construction
0: paper. Oh,
1: that's amazing. Yeah, and it's still... It's, you know, it's real construction paper, so it's fading. And, <laughs> you know, it looks like something you made in, in, in elementary school, but... Um, I mean, listen, if,
0: if there's any of it just lying around, <laughs> that someone who is uh, on a similar network to yours yeah. <laughs> could just set a bag of money down and then
1: walk away. Well, the smartest one was but was Eric Stow, who is, is butters. Um, he he was sort of our assistant when we were making the pilot, and he just smart without saying anything, without adding whatever. He put everything into plastic bins, <sighs> and he still has it all. And he'll still once in a while put things together and make a, you know, make a cell.
0: God damn it! Yeah. This also um, we have a couple pinball machines at the house, and. Lydia saw the one here, and then I think she played it somewhere and was like, well, we have to get a sound. It's a good it's one. It's a fucking great it's pinball It's a good machine. pinball
1: machine. I mean, it's from, it's from season one, so it's a lot of, like, really old shit.
0: But, yeah. But um, but it, it was well done. Were you involved? Like, at what point, when the show starts taking off, and you guys are sub... I mean, your nature is subversive. You're sub... But then all of a sudden, their money starts coming in, and people are like, oh, should we make South Park this and toys? Is there any point where you're like, I don't know, is that going to make it not cool anymore? Or is that going to... And definitely, like,
1: you know, from day one, the show took off pretty fast, so really from almost from a couple of weeks of the first show airing, there were people walking around with Cartman shirts on, and it was weird. I thought it would be really... I remember walking around and seeing, like, Beavis and Butthead shirts and stuff and be like, man, I wonder if one day there'd ever be something I drew on someone's shirt. (laughs) And and when i finally saw it it actually felt weird it actually felt like wait that's that's my thing oh, right. you know what i mean you know in a weird way and it was it was both it was flattering too but but um you know yeah it it's a machine of its own and we had to end up basically hiring someone who again we went to college with that's like you're the guy that says yes and no to cuz we just can't sit there and say yes and no to every right. shirt and pinball machine and whatever and it's like we try to have some we know we have a quality control person that's like Something will come along and it's like, come on, this doesn't even look like Kenny. No. You know, and, and we've we've always tried to have at least that much where it's there's a bit of a quality, you know, right. filter to things that we put out. And
0: so how do you know when do you have any sense of when you work on stuff other than South Park? Like, oh this is gonna work, this might not work. When things have worked or not worked, has it ever do you, have you identified, like, oh, yeah, I felt like that wasn't right, or, oh, I don't know, we just do no, something and that's, else there.
1: and that's what's so funny is that when we always say this after doing this for 21 years, we will come and sit in this room on Thursday and be like, what the fuck do we do? It feels like, how do you make a show? Every Thursday, it feels like, how do we do that? You know, and it feels like, um, okay, I, we got to start with a, I don't know what you do. Like, it, it's so weird. And I think partly it's because we've done every episode ourselves. You know, we used to have this big joke of, like, we can't do that, Simpsons did it, can't do that, Simpsons oh, yeah, did Yeah, yeah, of course. And now the joke is, we can't do that, we did it. We can't yeah. do that, we did it. It's like, we, we so many times will start coming up with a thing and we're like, oh, this sounds familiar. And then someone will be like, yeah, you guys did that, season six, <laughs> season it's like, So it So it definitely gets harder to, you know, be original. But that's part of why it also gets to be a little more current because it's like, you've got to talk about new things and new things that are happening right. because we've already talked about all the old shit. Yeah. But at the same time... What fascinates me more are the kids and their relationships. You know, even to me, even the last season, you know, the stuff I liked was Cartman being in love and, or was he, and, and like, <laughs> we never and, fully and, determined yeah, did never, we? But him acting in love and what that meant to him, but also just like the thing where the boys took Cartman up to this cabin and broke his shit and, and watching, there were so many teenagers, especially that there's this scene where the boys are like, they think Cartman's a troll, so they decide to take him up to the cabin one night saying they're all going to play some big game together on the computer shit, and they tell him to bring his computer, and they come up, they take his computer and his cell phone and his laptop, and they smash it apart with a sledgehammer, right? And he's like, he's offline now. He's got no online life. And there were people, teenagers especially, people online going, wow, man, like, that was a heavy episode. Like, they didn't even try to be funny. (laughs) And it's like, no, that's funny. That's actually funny. And, but people thought like, oh my God, they killed him. They, they took his shit. And they, could, they, really be, they really didn't see any humor in that. They really just saw, wow, can you imagine how horrible that is? Yeah, because be. so
0: many their, people's identities are just fucking imprinted yeah. on their devices now. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that's – it is basically their – that is an external representation of their being. Yeah. I mean it's – And it's not – yeah, it's not satirical anymore. And so what is – do you have any idea kind of what you want to try for the next season or is it just gonna, you're going to show up the first day? That's what we're doing. Yeah.
1: You know, there's, there's things we've left hanging that we're going to – we've left Cartman's relationship hanging. And, um, and, you know, obviously Garrison's president. But even – you know, we never <laughs> – we, we, we rarely, you know, once every two seasons we would check in with the president of the United States in South Park. It's not that show. Right. So I definitely am not going to just keep tracking Garrison because I don't care. I'm over it. And, you know, maybe he'll pop up once in a while when we need him. But, but, um, again, it's, it's really, I'm just kind of excited to get back to kids issues and what kids are dealing with right now. And cause it's fucking crazy.
0: Do you, you ever know? talk to your stepson about like, Hey, oh, all you-
1: the time? No, I mean, that's, and a lot of it comes from that, you know, a lot of it, you know, when I'm like, uh, you know, there's this whole thing about PewDiePie. He was huge into PewDiePie. Right. And I didn't know who the fuck PewDiePie was. And I would watch it on, and I'd be like, You're sitting here watching someone on YouTube play a video game. You're not playing a video game. (laughs) You're watching someone for two hours play a video game and comment on it. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. And then I'd watch it enough with him and kind of try to make fun of it. I'd watch it enough going, Oh, I kind of get this. It is an it is an art form, you know. And, and what um, is
0: it though? Because because I know you did an episode about that. Yeah. About the little kids, and then making fun of the yeah. slightly older kids. I mean, like they're old; they don't understand. Yeah.
1: Well, and it is that thing of you know we all know how fun it can be to sit there playing a video game and have your buddy sitting next to you on the couch going, "Go check out what's behind that tree." <laughs> you know what I mean? And like and and it's just you know you sort of feel like there's someone there with you and. And, you know, video games are still about the surprises and the, and the big, you know, violent moments and all this. And you're kind of with someone going, ooh, you know what I mean? So, you know, I get it. And, and uh, but, but it is fascinating how watching, you know, there, there's been so many things, too, too, even with my stepson. It's like, you know, of course, I, he got to be 15 and I was stupid. You know, and I was like, I was like, he's just like, yeah, you just don't get it. And I'm like, oh, come on. I, I get it. Like, I, I kind of get it. And he's just like, no, you don't get it. And he, I remember he would go up and, and I can't remember what the situation was. But he's basically like, he goes, yeah, that's a derp. And I was like, what did you say? And he goes, it's a derp. You don't know it. You don't know what derp means. And I was like, go look derp up on the internet. Looks it up on the internet. Came from Trey Parker in Matt. Stone. And, uh, but it's still, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't, that doesn't matter.
0: That doesn't matter to him. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. weirdly hurtful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I do. I. Yeah. And then does that make it not cool anymore? Is like. Yeah, of oh, course. Well. No, of course, of course. Yeah, but it's the way like, that no you matter... said it isn't. The yeah, way yeah. That... It's like yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole section of pop culture, yeah, that is derivative. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, you're, like, no. you're not, I get super upset it's about like, it. You'll, you'll get it when you're 35. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, Was there ever any, was there ever any conversation with any of the Family Guy people after the Manatee episode? No, never, (laughs) never, never has been. Have you ever run into, have you ever run into anybody, anything? No,
1: we don't get invited to shit. You know, it's like we we don't do, you know, we don't do the Hollywood parties. Really, we don't do. I play board games at home. Was (laughs) it?
0: Was the, last, <laughs> was the last time you went to a thing the Oscars? <laughs> I
1: think that was about it.
0: That was about the
1: meaning.
0: Oh no, no, I'm good, thanks, Katie. Okay, I think good. it was
1: literally about the last thing we got invited to. Um, Except, well, and then we, you know, we did the Tonys and stuff, and we were very, we were very good at the Tonys. We were very good boys.
0: But that seems like the Tonys seems like a fun show, though. I mean, like the it whole was. the whole idea of. Putting on gowns and going to the Oscars is hilarious because the Oscars is so stuffy. Just Listening to people talk and yeah, but also, it's people and I understand. But you know, at the core of it, eh, you know, you get paid for pretending. And yeah. I know it's more complicated than yeah. that. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. <laughs> and yes, these stories are important. And there's a you know, but. But it is so but it is but It's so important. Award shows are yeah. all about
1: it's you know, these these people need recognition. Right. You do award shows for people who are like, you know what, this guy did this big thing for cancer right this guy did this big thing we should recognize him and right be, and it's like the last people that need recognition <laughs> you've got you got you know a thousand people that are the last people on earth that need any recognition right and making a big recognition show out of them you
0: know you know when i was just for that i spent that three months pretending to be that guy i had no idea <laughs> that this would be the, <laughs> this is so important that it's being
1: like, said i want my oscar so bad <laughs> because i want my uh what's it called the uh, because I have a I have a Tony, a Grammy and a Emmy. And if you get the Oscar then you're a egot.
0: Oh, and there's not that many in the world. Well now, I mean, is that, how come you guys didn't do another movie? I don't know. I mean, I think I fell
1: out. Movies are just such this gigantic commitment and you're doing the same thing for so long and South Park just became this beast. You know, we 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 would have had to kind of make a choice to say let's stop doing South Park, or at least let's take a few years off of South Park. And South Park was just something we just kept wanting to come back to, and we didn't want to hand it off, you know? we right. We don't... When South Park... You know, when we're in that season, we are in the trenches. We are... We don't have time to be thinking about other shit at all.
0: You know? Yeah. So. But I think... It, because I know you've done other movies since uh, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, but I just mean in terms of, like, doing another South Park or another musical or another... Or... Uh, or um a movie version, a Book of Mormon yeah. or something. We I mean, talk
1: about it. <laughs> we talk about it, and then we just kind of go hang out and play board games at <laughs>
0: home. But that is so. I mean, but when you look at when you it's the, the history of what you guys have accomplished is so insane. Because when you look at Spirit of Christmas, I remember it, it, that was like old school viral. It's like, oh, here's an yeah. unmarked VHS tape. Yeah, and it spread, and there, and then it was legendary. And if people hadn't seen it, it was like, you haven't seen it. Yeah, and then. But watching that tape and go, someday these guys are going to get nominated for an Oscar. They're going to win an <laughs> Emmy, a Tony. Uh, yeah. They're going to win all these awards. Yeah. And so it's it, – I mean it really is a success story for anyone who's ever been told like you're not going to do anything with that. You have a weird yeah. sense of humor and you think farts are funny. What are you going to do with that? Oh, yeah, like, oh, sure. but we've managed to yeah. build this whole
1: – Well, and we – the greatest thing, I think the greatest thing about having it as a partnership – Like I said, I think our greatest asset was we were ready to pack up and go home at any moment. So there's been a lot of times, especially early on, that I remember a big one was when Paramount Pictures was like, no, 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 you're not doing an R-rated cartoon musical. It's not going to be R-rated. It's going to be PG-13. And we were like, no, we want it to be R. And like, you know, Beavis and Butthead was PG-13. This movie will not make any money. And we're like, okay, we won't do it. And they're like, you won't do it. You won't make if you're not gonna make this movie. The show's gonna go down. You're not gonna. You're going and we're like, okay. Fishing poles are in the car, bro. (laughs) We're ready, dude. Like, and and there were so many examples like that that were not only us having each other to not give in, to be like, remember we said we said you know, but also having moments of just like, you know, this is all great and this is all cool, but we're gonna do this. We're gonna do what we think sweet. And we're not going to start becoming something we're not, and that's still what we are doing. You
0: know? Yeah, I know, but there's also uh, there's all, there've also been some insane, amazing business decisions that I think probably changed the way things are done. Just in terms of, I just I've heard. I've heard mythological stories of like, oh, yeah, when they went to renegotiate in the early 2000s, there was nothing in the contract about the digital rights because that just wasn't the thing that anyone, big companies knew what to do with. And we we're like, and they go, hey, we're just going to, here's your contract to renew. Oh, wait, uh, we'll take those digital rights. Ra- no, we own the. Oh, shit, we don't own those. I mean, oh, fuck.
1: It's pretty true. And it's, you know, to, to really get the real story, you'd have to talk to, you know, Matt's more the... You know, his dad was an economist and he was a math major and he, you know, this is part of where a lot of this comes in. But we also have this amazing lawyer manager named Kevin Morris, who's a genius. And I I don't know the exact story, but it it really basically was, it was like in the year 2000 that we were renegotiating and, and we were basically like, you know what, you don't have to pay us those don't you don't even have to pay us that 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 fifty thousand dollar bonus? Don't worry about it. Just give us internet rights. And they're like, internet rights? You can't even show this on the internet. It just gets all it gets all clunky and whatever. And They're like, sure, you can have internet rights. And now here we are, you know, with
0: Hulu. You know, it's basically like it's it's pretty. But there's only a handful of those stories, and some of them are like. Oh sure, George Lucas, we don't need those toy rights. You take yeah. those toy rights. Yeah. Who's no, who been, buys
1: toys? Kids buy toys. What do they yeah. buy? No, and there's been there's been things where we've gone around town and talked to different people saying, hey, we want to do this Broadway musical about Mormons, and they're like, well, that's nice, we're not gonna get and it was like, come on, just give us a little money, just give us a little money. It's like, no, and it's like finally we're like,
0: okay, we'll pay for it ourselves. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, now it's like, thank
1: God we paid for it ourselves.
0: Yeah, but also, you know, if someone else had, it might have been a different thing. And it's, yeah. it, you know, like you have complete autonomy over yeah. the things that you do. But I think that, that notion of, I do what I do because I like it. And the second someone tries to change that, I just won't do it. Yeah. Because I feel like this industry is so fear-driven and like, oh my God, if I don't work and what's going to happen and yeah. what if everyone hates me and what if it's... A, yeah. There's just such a, socially now because of social media... And political correctness, but also just the industry itself runs on fear. Just, like, our entire fucking emotional economy is just is fear-based right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, and as soon as the witch hunt starts for me, which I know it will eventually, that's what I'm saying. This witch will just be off fishing. I'm not, <laughs> not going to be sitting here fighting for my, you know, I'm not going to be, no, please, I want to stay in Hollywood. And, you know what I mean? I, I, like, it's just so important to me and all this. Like, it's not. I love, I love my daughter and my board games. Like, that's, that's all I care about.
0: Someone's going to run in and go... Oh my god, Trey, you're at the top of the trending. And then they're just yeah. going to hear... Yeah. <laughs> <roar> yep. Drive to California, And everyone hates you. Okay, see ya. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Appreciate it. I was, uh, I was getting tired. I was <laughs> getting tired anyway. What I'm... took you so long? <laughs> god damn it. Where did <laughs> you, I lose you? Look at the clues. You see how <laughs> long I was trying to make this happen. But do you is this something that you think you'll just do indefinitely or... Yeah, I mean, because again,
1: you know, it's it's definitely not a, never from day one and never now do Matt and I sit down at a table and go, okay, how can we be offensive? Who can we piss off? Right. How can we be mean? It's if never you, that. If you did that, it wouldn't be It would have never worked. It would have yeah. never worked. You know, it really is, our love of it comes out of, like I said, we laugh the hardest when it's like Butters dressing or Cartman dressing up like a robot and messing with Butters and things like that. Like, that's the shit that we love. The the political stuff and the hardcore stuff and and, and the the politically incorrect stuff gets all the attention you know and you can do one of those things in one show and be like, Whoa, blah, blah, blah. but to me what was the rest of the show is why we're doing it you know yeah.
0: what i mean and so but i think anyone who watches the show understands that it's not and it sort of reminds me of like when stern got really popular then a bunch of copycat people were like oh you just got to say the word hooker a bunch and yeah. that's a, without really Noticing, oh no! But there's real substance and there's real emotion behind it, and yeah. there's real storytelling behind it. Which, you know, like there there are South Park episodes where you get choked up. Like there's yeah. they're really emotional. It's not just it's balanced so well. And I think that's when when people try to copy that, they're just looking at that top that top layer. Yeah. Go like, understand. We put farts in our show. I'll Come up fucking show. Didn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because it's, like, yeah, oh, yeah, well, sure. it's not just you yeah. know. No, there's so many not, other things. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything you wanna you can say about fractured butthole at the moment that uh, just some sort of a tease just a or prayer. some
1: prayer? I could say a prayer. <laughs> I could say a prayer, <laughs> I could say a prayer
0: it's, over it's, it. It's at that moment, you know, it's it's
1: just it's a lot. You know, like I said, it's a lot of different studios in different cities and trying to make this thing come together. Man, it is it is tough. But it's um you know, it's it's tough because we we weren't gonna just make stick of truth again. We wanted everything to be better you know we
0: i mean be i'm looking at the board right now i think anyone any like really true gamer who is a fan would shit themselves if they yeah. could see what i'm seeing it's just it's yeah, basically they, like a whiteboard and then just pictures of frames and it's you know
1: well and it's all algebra you're all just sitting here connecting lines because you again you don't know how where the player is going to go yeah but and you've got to kind of guide them but the least for me the least you can guide them the better That's being a good dm you know so
0: giving them just enough structure yeah. to guide them um, well, this was great. I don't, I mean, is there any, Oh, despicable me. Free? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why they said, I way. mean, <laughs> yeah, no, well, people are going to see that anyway. Yeah. And, but, I, but it, uh, the, the thing that I saw it and I asked the, I asked Brett, I was like, so you just hired him. Like I said before, you just hired him as an actor. He goes, yeah. And he was amazing. He was so great to work with. And, but your voice is so perfectly suited For that guy. Yeah. Because it's a familiar, it's familiar, but it's different. And it just, and the character sort of looks like Billy Mitchell a little bit. And it's, it's, well, it was, was, it was funny
1: because I was, I can't remember where it was when I got the ask because no one asked me to do anything. And, and, and they, I was like, Oh, the, do you know the despicable me films? They want you to be the villain in the new one. And I was like, Whoa, I was really like, wow, no one's ever asked me to do anything like that before. And um, I didn't know, you know, kind of where it had come from. I didn't know why they wanted that. And I, uh, and, you know, my, and right then, my girl was two. And I was like, right away could see like, oh, going to the premiere with my daughter to this. And it's something of mine she can actually watch. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> something, you know. That, and, uh, and I was like, that, that could be really fun. And since then, she's actually done some voices for South Park for Kyle's little brother, Ike. And so she kind of knows going and get in front of a mic and doing voices. And then she came with me to one of the Despicable Me recordings and sat there on the couch and watched me do it. And <clears throat> the greatest thing was um, we went to go take her to see, I think it was Sing or something like that, and the trailer came up, and I, no one had seen the trailer yet. And she remembered it from seeing me do the thing. And the trailer is, you know, like any trailer, it's all big and loud, and it does it, da, da 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 coming from, boom, ends, gets super quiet, and my girl goes, That's my daddy. (laughs) And I I was just like, okay, that's totally why I did this. This is this is great, you know. And so,
0: I think you're also lucky that because sometimes when people have kids, they get real weird about comedy. Yeah. Oh, now I gotta. You know, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it seems like you're able to like that's very separate and you know, like it yeah, doesn't no, really she
1: she kind of for a while was going up to other people and asking them what voices they did. <laughs> you know, like just random people sure.
0: saying, So what voices do you do? <laughs>
1: like everyone and, has their and, own yeah, show. Yeah, everyone does a voice, you know, Yeah, everyone's so, got their own show. And um, but do. it's gonna be a blast because the premiere's this weekend. And uh it's gonna be really fun to take her to that.
0: Well, that is that's fantastic. Yeah. Um I guess uh, I guess that's it. Cool. I mean there's nothing you know, we're almost at an hour. We covered a lot of stuff. We covered the game. Anything to leak about that? Any secrets?
1: I can't. Not without Matt. I'll let you know. if um, There's really not much to leak, actually.
0: Everyone dies in the first three seconds. Yep. And then... It's all...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no South Park characters the whole rest of the game.
0: oh does it ever bother Would you say no one ever asked you to do anything does that bother you or do you feel like oh people just assume I'm busy or do you cause, yeah, I don't know do it, you always it, feel like you're on the outside I never thought about it until then I was
1: like yeah nobody's ever asked me to do a voice and it was just you know I and mean, I'm friends with Bill Hader and he gets asked like once every three days and I'm like uh, but you know I think there's, there's, there's maybe that thing of you know it was interesting it was a it was a not a gamble for them, but I'm sure they had to think a little bit about putting Despicable Me up. Trey Parker, you know, some adults might, some parents might go, oh, "I'm not taking my kid to see that." Right? You know what I mean? It's a bit of a brand, you know. So, um, so there there was a bit of a, a risk in that, but um, but I, th- I think it was also just, you know, I'm just known in town. At first, I thought people would really like it because people know I will. I'm I'm so into writing and scripts and structure, I can't help myself. When someone is struggling with something, I'm like, "Come on, let's go. Let's go spend six hours in the room and let's restructure it all and let's figure it out." There's just something about my brain that loves that, and so um, I could have done that to this, you
0: know. But again, (laughs) I very
1: purposely kept myself
0: out of it. Well, I think they Illumination is such a strong brand that I think they would. I think they just... They give their audience a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And they, they know. It's like, well, it's not going to be South Park. Yeah. It, it, and also, I feel like they tend to... Illumination tends to lead with comedy and not like... It's, oh, it's very know. French. Yes. Yes. It's yes, very yes. French. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And, and, and I you know appreciate it for that. I mean, it's, it is... And that's what I realized in doing it, too, was just like... here Being directed and seeing kind of what was important and what it was just like... It's... To them, it's so visual. And it's so still at its base kind of Jerry Lewis. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? That it really, and that's not a, that's not a put down, you know, it really is just a, and that's why their stuff works so well around the world, you know, because, uh, it's not. It's not uh, like like a, a trash gaming where it's like we're so into the theme and what does this mean and what right. does this you know what does this represent and and what lesson did he learn and there's so little of that in their movies right you know that's just are no one's gonna go into for fun you know and so
0: and I think he also said that after you worked with the guy who does all the minions like you go oh there there were some technical things that I, that transmuted over to the member berries or something <laughs> yeah with just like the way that he recorded. it's the same
1: frequency and I and I realize I'm like. There's just something about the Minions' voices. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I went and and I asked him what frequency the, the Minions were at, and he told me. And I went home and did a thing on my computer where I took the mice from Cinderella and I sped them down that frequency and you could hear the real voices. Oh shit. Going, you know, come on, Cinderella. <laughs> we gotta go. And it's like it's the same frequency. So then I was like, oh, we're gonna do these member bears. I'm like, I know what frequency we're doing them at. There's a magic frequency that everyone goes, Oh, it's cute. Yes. You know?
0: <laughs> that some of the that Disney figured out like that yeah, someone yeah. figured out like it this Cinderella. That this is this will pierce your ear in yeah, the right yeah. way <laughs> yeah. and burrow right into your yeah. soul. Um, but thanks, man. It was yeah, good to see you. Yeah, thank you. I really cool, you it. too. All right, well, uh, take care. Cool. Enjoy thank your you burrito, good. everyone.
1: <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.